Welcome again to the X-Files Retrospective Podcast, released through Bureau 42. I'm your host, Blaine Dowler. This week we're taking a look at Ascension, which is the sixth episode of the second season of the series, original air date October 21st, 1994, which means we are once again lined up to be exactly 20 years later. Now the IMDb user score in this one was another 8.8 out of 10, so this is one of the episodes that was in that five-way tie for second place. And this is continuing directly from where Dwayne Barry left off. Now, Dwayne Barry was written and directed by Chris Carter in what he considers his real directorial debut, at least in the context of the X-Files. This one, he didn't have quite as direct a hand in it. So Paul Brown was writing. He had been producer through the early part of the second season. He didn't have production credit on Dwayne Barry, but he did on every episode to this point, And he would on this through the ninth episode of the season, which we'll talk about on December 2nd. The director was Michael Lang. He'd previously directed Young at Heart and Miracle Man. This is his third of four directing episodes. The fourth episode that he's going to direct is actually unrequited in season four, which is also when we see Peter Lacroix return. Uh, Peter Lacroix is a guest actor who appears in three episodes of the series. This is his second. The first was an EBE. In this case, he plays the tram operator, and he'll be back in a much larger role for unrequited in season four. So this episode, as we said, picks up directly where Dwayne Barry left off. Dwayne Barry ended with Dwayne Barry kidnapping Scully from her home, and we hear her leaving the message on Mulder's answering machine calling for help. This episode eliminates the need for a lot of major recap and a lot of previously on. It opens with Mulder coming home, checking his messages, and we hear the entire conversation. We hear her calling for help. We hear the attack. And that conversation was written well enough that it's a direct recap, and it's enough that the viewers remember, okay, this is what's going on, it gets us right back into it, and they can dive in to the episode itself. Now again, they are doing this largely to hide Gillian Anderson's pregnancy. This is actually the only episode where her pregnant body is visible. Mulder ends up on part of the search for Dwayne Barry and for Scully. Uh, he's the one that figures out they're heading for Skyland Mountain because of a comment Dwayne Barry had made in the previous episode about ascending to the stars. He ties that together with footage of a state trooper who was shot down. We see footage from that trooper's vehicle that has Scully in the trunk. Now, I don't know a lot about the resolution of dashboard cameras in 1994, but to me it looks like they've produced a much sharper image than one would think. I would have almost preferred it if it was a blurrier image enough that Mulder is convinced, but not necessarily the tech is convinced that it's actually Scully. But that is enough for Mulder to head out after them. Krychek goes with him, although they choose not to share the information with Skinner. Mulder because he's afraid that the FBI are going to show up in force and push Dwayne Barry over the edge and lose Scully in the process and probably lose Dwayne Barry, who Mulder is still viewing as his best opportunity to get proof of alien abductions. So Mulder does track them down in Skyline Mountain. There is a sequence where he's hanging off the roof of a sky tram. He's riding the tram up to beat Dwayne Barry to the top. Krychek's on the bottom knocks out and presumably kills the tram operator. We find out later that he's been missing, and Krychuk was the last one to see him. He doesn't respond, stalls the tram, and he makes what we see is to be his second conversation with the cigarette smoking man on this episode. And I must say, they've got some pretty spectacular cell phones for 1994 technology, considering that Krychuk and phone the cigarette smoking man, both of whom are in concrete parkades at the time. But they do manage to get that information through Krychuk is following orders, now, Mulder does climb up on top of the tram to try and get up that way, even after Krychek stops it. And David Duchovny did his own stunts here. 
He had no problems doing his own stunts, so he really is hanging off the top of a tram. His one condition for doing his own stunts is that the viewers can tell it's actually him. He figures if he's going to risk his life and limb for it, he should get the credit for it, not have people go, oh, that was a stunt double, and just dismiss it. Which is nice in a lot of ways if you go back and watch some of the classic Star Trek episodes, as those of us who follow the Mission Log podcast have been. There are some pretty blatant replacements of main actors with stunt doubles in that 1960s Star Trek series. But I digress. So what we have here is Scully's abduction, and this turns into a huge piece of the mythology. Dwayne Berry is the one saying, no, the government's involved, they know about it, they're part of it, but Mulder is losing, and he's not nearly as patient with Dwayne Berry as he used to be, because Scully is missing due to Dwayne Berry. And Mulder even attacks him, pulls himself back together, and leaves the interrogation room. He tells Krychek no one has access to him, but when he comes back, Krychek is with him. Next thing you know, Dwayne Berry is dying in the room. And between this and Mulder borrowing Krychek's car and finding cigarettes in the ashtray, which the viewers know were left by the cigarette smoking man during his visit to Krychek. So between Mulder realizing that Krychek was the last man with both Dwayne Berry, who was dead, and the tram operator who was missing, and knowing that the cigarette smoking man's cigarettes were found in Krychek's car from an earlier meeting in which Krychek basically admitted to the viewer that he killed Dwayne Barry under orders. Mulder is finally able to put together that Krychek is not on his side. So he had his doubts and suspicions after the tram got stopped when Krychek was there to make sure the tram keeps going, but he wasn't completely over the edge until this. And that's enough that he puts it together, goes to Skinner, and this is when they find out that not only did Krychek not show up for work this morning, but his home phone number's been disconnected. So Krychek is gone. At the time, Krychek's role was intended to be just in this three-part story. The three consecutive episodes, Sleepless, Dwayne Ascension, in the original concept, we wouldn't see Krychek again. We're going to see Krychek again. But at any rate, Skinner does come almost completely over to Mulder's side now. So he is an ally to Mulder to the extent that he doesn't jeopardize his position as assistant director of the FBI. So this episode does end with the official reinstatement of the X-Files. So the X-Files are reopened, and Mulder's assigned to it once again. But Scully is also still missing. They're honestly not even sure she's alive at this point. Even when Mulder meets with Scully's mother and gives her back Scully's chain, which she found in Dwayne Berry's trunk, and a nice little callback to Squeeze and Miracle Man, which was also directed by Michael Lang, she gives it back to Mulder and says, no, you give it to Scully when you find her. Well, she calls her Dana, of course, but... So we get that ambiguity again. This time, Scully appears to be off the table. Now, as the viewer at home, if you're not really following what's going on and don't know Jillian Anderson's pregnant and this is a maternity leave, there's an open question, is the actress coming back at all? Especially if you have heard rumors from season one where Fox was seriously looking at replacing her. On top of that, even if you do know, with the pregnancy, there's a question, how long is this mat leave going to be? And we will start to look at the answer to that question in two weeks when we look at three. Please join us then. Intro and outro music is by Lastwell, created under the Creative Commons license. All other content, copyright 2014, Bureau 42. Please feel free to send any comments and feedback to bureau42podcasts at gmail.com or leave us a review on iTunes.